Well, good Tuesday morning, everybody. It's the 21st of September. And my title today is One Question You Never Need to Ask God Twice. Fairly frequently, I receive emails from men, and and they often touch my heart because I know the pain they're going through since I've walked out that pain myself. And here is one that I received just two days ago. The man writes, quote, I was online feeling very dead inside and empty, just looking for some kind of hope. I've wasted my life, 50 years of it, a dead prayer life, a just depression, feeling very far from God, sin so ingrained in me, I am afraid I can't stop. Afraid maybe God has had enough of me, and rightfully so. I admit that I am to blame. I own this. Watching all kinds of porn and being miserable and destroyed by failure, defeat, and depression. Now, I know that there are millions of other Christian men who are feeling the exact same way, feeling dead inside, looking for any kind of hope, unable to stop their addiction, miserable, defeated, and depressed. And I know what that feels like because I lived that way for years. And I cannot tell you how much God has worked in my life over the past 16 years of my recovery and brought healing when there was no hope, brought to me community where there was only isolation, and by grace enabled my wife to forgive me, saving our marriage of 26 years, which is still going and continuing to improve. Now we're at year 43. So here is the one question you never need to ask God twice. If you've placed your faith in Christ to be your Savior and have been born again by the Spirit of God, you're a Christian, It is a question that has been answered multiple times and in multiple ways in the Bible. And that question is, has God completely forgiven all of my sins? So I'd like to spend some time today answering that question with some biblical truth. I will allow the Word of God to answer that question so that you'll never have to ask it again. And I'm going to start in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 10 and verses 12 through 14. There we read, quote, And by that will, God's will, we have been sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. And then 12 through 14. But when Christ had offered for all time a single sacrifice for sins, he sat down at the right hand of God, waiting for the time until his enemies should be made a footstool for his feet. 
For by a single offering, listen carefully, he has perfected for all time those who are being sanctified. So when Jesus was sacrificed on the cross, it was him, the Son of God, who became a man, who became the one sacrifice for all time and for all of our sins, so all of our sins have been forgiven if we've trusted Christ to be our Savior. Paul says it another way when he writes to the Colossian church in Colossians 2, 13 and 14, quote, When you were dead in your transgressions, he made you alive with him, having forgiven us, listen carefully, having forgiven us all our transgressions, having canceled out the certificate of debt consisting of decrees against us, which was hostile to us. That's a list of all of the sins we would ever commit in our entire life that he's talking about, a certificate of debt consisting of decrees against us, which was hostile to us, and, listen carefully, he has taken it out of the way, having nailed it to the cross. You know, some teach that one needs to be diligently confessing all of their sins in order for them to continue to be forgiving. Now, I agree that we all need to continue to confess our sins because the Bible tells us to do that. However, it is not to receive the forgiveness we already have. It's to acknowledge to our Father that we know we've sinned, and we can thank him for the forgiveness we've already received. You know, it just feels like we need to do the confessing, right, so that God will forgive us. I mean, that's, that's the way we feel because we're humans. But if he has already forgiven us and given to us the free gift of salvation, then why should we beg for what he's already given to us through the death of Jesus? We're bringing up what he's already settled. Hebrews 10, 17, he says, And their sins and lawless deeds I will remember no more. When you pray to receive Christ, all of your past sins, all of your present sins, and all of your future sins have been paid for, washed away, cleansed, and forgiven. So why do we feel we're not forgiven? Because when we do sin, especially those like me who have been addicted to porn, where we promise to stop but we keep falling, we imagine that God is going to act like a human acts. We will give forgiveness for a little while, but eventually our patience runs out, and we want to punish those who sinned against us. But my friends, that is not so with God. Because the punishment for all our sins has already been carried out, fully paid. Christ was fully punished for the sins of the world, and God says he will remember our sins no more. 
Another reason we struggle with these feelings is because of the lies that our enemy is whispering in our ear. We've gone too far. We've failed to keep our promises too many times and proven to God and ourselves that we're addicted and we are unable to stop on our own. So we feel we deserve punishment, which we do. However, our punishment for all of our sins has been paid by our Lord Jesus Christ on the cross. So you might be asking yourself, why have I not been able to stop looking at porn? (laughs) Well, there's a lot of answers to that question. But let me just give you three quick ideas. You remain addicted to porn because you're probably remaining in isolation out of the fear of the consequences your sin will produce if it's discovered. Two, you feel defeated and a failure to be able to stop because you're addicted. And three, you're believing the lies of the devil instead of the truth of God's word. As a result, you've become more and more addicted going deeper and deeper into your isolation and experiencing true despair and depression. So can I make a suggestion? (laughs) It seems simple, but find someone who can give you some help. A lot of men will go to their pastors, or they'll go to a counselor, or they'll check into a men's group and maybe not get the help they really need. There needs to be someone to whom you can tell the truth with no condemnation and who knows how to help you. In fact, a team of someone's would be better. And oh, by the way, we have 14 online support teams helping almost 200 men recover from their sexual addictions. So if you're looking for help, from someone who is a certified sex addiction coach. I've been certified by the American Association of Sex Addiction Therapists. And you're looking for a program that is biblically based and Christ-centered. And you're looking for a place where you will receive not just some accountability, but excellent weekly accountability, plus daily support then contact me, and I'll send you the schedule, and you can just sit in on an online support team as my guest and just listen and see for yourself what our online support teams can do for you. This is John Doyle with 180 Podcast. God bless you, my friends. God has forgiven all of our sins through the Lord Jesus Christ taking the punishment upon himself. God bless you. Take care. And we'll talk again tomorrow. Goodbye. Goodbye.